this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Nerds of Friends. I'm Cody Leach and I'm joined by Christian Garcia. What's up nerds? What's up my nerds? Um, obviously we're going to talk a little bit about Game of Thrones. Um, it seems like this uh, Just a little bit, though. season is getting more and more divided. Dividing. That's, a, that's like the perfect, perfect description for it, yeah. Yeah. Um, fandom is divided. Yeah, yeah, like the seven kingdoms themselves, Christian. <laughs> uh, but we will talk a little bit about that later. Uh, we're also going to talk some Detective Pikachu. Uh, we both saw that together opening night. Super awesome. Um, so there will be some spoilers, but we'll kind of give you a little warning. Heads up when those are about to occur. Um, but uh, the moral of the story is watch both things and don't be behind so we can just talk about it together but it all came out last week anyway now because we're we like to stay a week behind just so you guys have a chance to listen so personally i don't like to keep a week behind but <laughs> yeah i know we well we want people to listen to the episode right, right, so right, right. i was like oh they're talking about we come out we come out with avengers endgame thursday night and it's just like oh well uh people will listen to it i guess in like a month <laughs> um but uh yeah so uh Hopefully you guys have seen those, and we'll talk about them a little later. But let's start, as we always do, with some nerdy confessions, where we confess the things that make us nerds. Nerds. Okay, so my, uh, I'll do it Pokemon-related. Um, I was one of those kids. Um, this will be a kind of a two-parter. This will... So I'm a little shamed as a nerd for both of these. Um, the first would no, be... No, you're not, because I'm pretty yeah, sure I know what you're going to say, but you're not. not. I'm not ashamed at all. Um, but uh, the first one it being, um, I was one of the, the people who used the Cinnabar Island missing no exploit from uh, Pokemon Red, like the OG one, where you could like you go up and down this one little line on Cinnabar Island, and this this... like. It wouldn't be a real Pokemon. It would be like a blocked out, like sketchy, like it looked like a QR code before QR codes were a thing. Okay. And it would, and instead of a title for a, a name of a Pokemon, it would be missing no, and like missing number. Mm-hmm. And um, so one of the cool things you could do with it was like you could you could you could give it items, and then like. I forget exactly how it worked. You know, I'm sure people on the internet know and can correct us. But what I remember, you could give it an item and then put it into a into your computer. You know, where you store your Pokemon, which is also a weird thing that never really gets explained throughout Pokemon. You just store them in a like a server. That's where all of them were kept. No, it's kind of. I imagine it was always like the Ghostbuster thing. Yeah, know, like they had like yeah, that, that big sense. big thing. You just yeah, stick them in there. You know, how does it work? I don't know. They're fucking ghosts. I don't know. It's electricity. I, I don't. I don't get it. 
Um, but anyway, yeah, you would put it in there with another Pokemon, and it would clone itself with that Pokemon, and it would it would become like say you put it in, in with a Snorlax, it would become you'd get two Snorlaxes. So it's a ditto, kind of, but they would both be holding that item that you put it in there with. Oh, and then so, you would just take the item, right? And so like you could do that with a Master Ball, which you're only supposed to get one of in the game, but you can go and do it like thirty times. You get thirty Master Balls. So when you would go in, you you know, every time you fought like a Zapdos or the Articuno or Moltres, you know, where there's one Pokemon and you get one chance to catch it. And if you don't, you're fucked. And go in, fucking Master Ball, Master Ball, Master Ball. I'm okay with that hack. Yeah, and um, there was also some other thing that you could do with it where you would get like a level 100 of whatever Pokemon you put in there. It was crazy, but yeah, I did that. If you did it too much, it would like brick your game. So you had to, you had to know when to like stop. You're like, uh, I'm tempting fate each time I do it. But it was, yeah, I was one of those. I'm okay. Kids. Usually I'm not okay with people cheating, but with that one, it's like, well, if the game only gives you one shot to yeah. do it, then you got to make it count. Exactly. I'm okay with that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the second part of my Pokemon confession today is uh, in middle school, everyone was a big uh, Pokemon card playing. Like, Okay, this is the one that I think you, you okay. Yeah, I might have said it before, but they were all playing the library at lunchtime. Everyone would be playing Pokemon cards, and I didn't really know how to play the game, and I still don't really. Yeah, I'm just, I was never a big card playing guy. You know, I play poker and blackjack, but I won't play like magic or. Magic is fun. I bet. I'm sure it's fun, but it's also very complicated and I don't care. <laughs> it's not that complicated. But. <laughs> um, and uh, so, but I knew that the shiny cards were were worth money and valuable. In fact, like I, I, I specifically remember one kid had his dad write him a check for like $300 to buy a uh shiny charizard card from another student three hundred dollars yeah and this is like you know this is like 1998 money or 1999 money you know what i mean it doesn't matter how old were you i was in middle school yeah even 300 bucks in middle school today is a lot of money yeah yeah exactly and like his dad you know product of divorce and trying to buy his son's love back you know gave him a check to buy a charizard card so anyway i'm okay with that too so anyway (laughs) What I would do is I would go into the library at lunchtime, and I would just walk by, and if I saw a shiny card just unattended at the edge of a table, I would just like, oh, fuck, dropped it off the side of the table, boom, here you go, guys, and then walk away, and I had shiny cards in my pockets. <laughs> so I would just steal Pokemon cards. So I was a bad little kid. Where are they now? I was Team Rocket. <laughs> That's who I was in middle school. Where are the cards now? Uh, I think I might still have some at my dad's house. I don't 100% know. But it was all it was all about the chase, Christian. It wasn't about the actual. It was, just, it was just about the high. It was the rush. <laughs> Never felt so alive. Okay, I'm not gonna. I can't hate on you because I love you so, and I I won't judge you. Maybe a little bit, but yeah, no, I was a bad kid. <laughs> <laughs> Team Rocket. So uh, my nerdy confession: uh, Did you watch the Ted Bundy thing on Netflix? Yeah, the Zac Efron one. Yeah, it wasn't that good. No, okay, so besides that... Also, he just seemed like a great guy. That's exact. That's like... I was watching it, and I'm like, why are they painting him like he was some kind of victim? And he was just madly in love? Yeah. And I was like, he was a fucking terrible person. Yeah, it was was a strange... A strange perspective that they took on that movie. I mean... What was that movie called? It was like vile, vile, extremely violent, and... I don't know. But as I was watching it, I was like, dude, if I didn't know... Like the case, and I didn't know the serial killer. Like I would just think, like, oh, he was wrongly convicted. It's like I just nothing against Zac Efron. I, I actually 
enjoy him as an actor. I think he, you know, at first he was annoying, but I, extremely, I, you know, extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile is what I, it's called. I just first of all, terrible name because like no, I, no sure. one's gonna remember all of those in a row. You know what I mean? I think the other Ted Bundy movie was called Ted Bundy. Yeah, which is which I is get fine. it. Done. <laughs> but like everything, how they were trying to paint him as yeah. the victim, and like I, I get. I understand what they were trying to do. They were trying to show the perspective of his... Uh, of him. Of the girl. Of him uh, and, and the or girlfriend. Me, yeah, the the girlfriend. image he's trying to portray, but the girlfriend that he was dating. It was kind of filmed from her perspective. Was it maybe based off a book she wrote or something? Maybe. I believe very loosely because I I knew about Ted, Ted Bundy and his crimes in the trial, and then I was doing research about it after. I'm like, yo, he cheated on her multiple times that she knew about. He was a piece of shit to her, but yet, like in the movie, they painted him as like he was this amazing yeah. boyfriend. You know, he was a murder to everyone else. And the worst part is they do not confirm it till the end. Yeah. And when she's basically like begging him, like you know, I need to know whether yes or no. I just, I just, I feel for that. How'd type. you? How'd you? That was a cool scene though. When it's like, how you know what happened to her head, and he wrote down like hacksaw, hacksaw yeah. in in the fog on on the. But glass. like for let's say someone who didn't follow Ted Bundy's case or wasn't alive during the time, right? They would have just been like, oh, what a poor bastard. Oh, it's another, it's another making a murder. Yeah, We're obviously framing him. No, he murdered all no, those people. No, he murdered all those people. He was a fucking he had, evil he, person. He admitted to, like, I don't know, 30 of them or he something, admitted, but there's probably more. admitted to 30. Yeah, but they think there's sh- way more. No, they they basically, it's, they, I would say they know, but it's unconfirmed. Right. When it comes to law, like, unless you, you know, you have the proof, you can't say that yeah, it is, exactly. but we know he fucking did it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it's like, it was like something like 60 people or 60 girls or something. It was, oh it, was it was, it was... As a movie, it was. I don't have anything bad to say as a movie, like editing or visuals or even music. It was. It was shot well, but it's just. I felt like it was a wrong angle. Yeah. <laughs> to do that movie. Yeah, exactly. And I like when movies like take something angles. that was focused on. Um, on uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, now I can't think of the guys. The clown guy, John Wayne Gacy. Oh, what yeah. if they just did one about him and his clown career? Yeah. <laughs> like. Oh, he's just a, kind of missing the point. <laughs> oh, he just loved entertaining kids. Here's him at clown college. Uh, here's his. You know. Oh, it just turns out at the end he was it. <laughs> yeah, it t- turns out at the end uh, he was molesting all those children and murdering them. Yeah, it just seemed like a weird. weird it was angle. a weird ankle. I agree. I, I don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy when filmmakers like taking risks. It's just to me that one. I don't know. I'm not gonna hate on the acting or the directing or anything. It just felt like a uncomfortable angle. If you want to see. A good if you want to be like a creeped out by the Ted Bundy story, watch the OG Ted Bundy movie from it was like the nineties or early two thousands or something. That one does not does not like is that the one with um, it's not ambiguous at all because he fucking the guy who loses his arm in um in uh, oh my god, Walking Dead is that it's played by him right? Um, I think I know which um the guy who loses his arm. Walking Dead? Yeah, yeah, he was a, what's his name's brother, the crossbow guy. I had stopped watching Walking Dead a long time ago. Oh, um, well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm super behind on, uh, on Walking Dead, but, um, it was very gruesome, very, like, uh, disturbing. And I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't no, like, maybe he did it, maybe he didn't do it. It is from, oh, 2002. So not not that one. That's the one you're talking. About. I saw that on there. Michael Riley Burke is his name. 
this guy. It kind of looks like Christopher Reeves, at least in this picture. Yeah, yeah, except she's standing up. Just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, super creepy, and you like, uh, you definitely see like, oh, he's murdering all these people, and it shows him in the little Volkswagen bug and stuff, and. I mean, I would say it shows him with the, that girlfriend and ooh, hey, Tom Savini's in it. I would recommend to people listening do watch it, but like yeah. just just remember, watch he, both of them. He you was a fucking monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a terrible, terrible person. There's only like one scene I think in that movie where where Ted Bundy, where Zac Efron's like throws on the creeper a little bit you know well, he does it with like when he's in the jail cell and the fiance that he just he needed he needed a, a voice on the outside world to right. make him seem innocent and then he decides to marry her where she basically gets the lawyer and his mom to come and be like you need to just you know take the the guilty so that they, they don't yeah put you. And, and he's like why the fuck did you bring my mom yeah and here? then you could see the little crazy and like yeah. i need to be in control or like there's one time where i think he's he's about to like have sex with his girlfriend and he's like Oh, no, yeah, he does the little I'm like, picture frame. He's like, oh, yeah, the little picture frame, and you're like, ooh, gross. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. No, he did, like, there were He did hints. a good job. There I were think, hints. I but... think Zach Efron, you know, did a great job acting the part that they wrote for him. Just, but I just think it was a weird part to write. For sure. Well, cool. Serial killers, and you know who... who <laughs> this is going to be a weird transition. You know who would have caught Ted Bundy? Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, for sure. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the new Pokemon movie, Detective Pikachu, starring Ryan Reynolds and Justice Smith, who's not related to Will Smith, right? <laughs> I don't think so. I didn't look that up. He had a funky name, and and his last name is Smith, so I thought maybe maybe that would be the thing, but definitely not. But uh, So if you haven't seen Detective Pikachu, um, fast forward. I don't know how long we're going to talk about it, but fast forward a bit until you stop hearing stuff about Pokemon. But um, overall, excellent movie. I am super excited to see what the future holds for live action Pokemon movies. I will say, uh, I'll start off with my critique. I wish that they had let Ryan Reynolds cut loose a little bit. Oh, absolutely. More. Like you, you it could have been a hard R, and I would have watched the shit out of that movie. That would that would have been what I wanted. That yeah. would have been. The Christian Garcia edit <laughs> it would have yeah. been extremely inappropriate letting like basically like having Deadpool in the Pikachu. Yeah. But um, but you could tell with the certain little jokes he did like, hey, smell my finger, you know, or people put their finger like in me, you know, stuff yeah. like that. And, it's just, <laughs> and like you could tell which jokes he did. And like there were some real flat ones that he did. I was like, oh, man, like that was totally probably scripted that he probably didn't want to do. And they forced it on. I'm not going to say the jokes, but. Um, You'll know him when you hear them. Yeah, for sure. Um, he was adorable. Even super if was, adorable. I think even if it was a PG thirteen, I would have been more down. Just because, like, I'm surprised with what they got away with for a PG movie. You know, it was still, uh, it was still funny, and like I had a good time. I laughed at the jokes and stuff. But you know, you're right. There were some jokes written by writers' room in there that were just ooh, like, not so good. Like oh. How'd you how'd you get Ryan to say that? How'd you get Ryan Reynolds to say that? <laughs> yeah. um, but the character was super adorable, super fluffy. Um, every all, time I saw his feet, I'm like, the, oh, I just want to squish his feet. All of the CG was amazing. I like, liked how they, they every single Pokemon looked great. They did a great job of keeping the original design, but still like looking 
like almost real like almost felt like you could like run your fingers through right, a lot of them right anything that had fur looked really like furry like pikachu looked awesome psyduck looked great his eyes were really creepy. They were. <laughs> Mr. Mime, too. You could see, like, little veins under his, yeah. like, eyes and forehead and stuff. Like I thought it was interesting how they made, like, the ball joints look like, 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 gym ball. Like, they're, like, dodgeballs. Yeah. That was, I mean, it was cool. It was interesting. Like, I wouldn't have thought that that's what they were going to go with. Yeah, there's actually some cool interviews and stuff where they talk about, like, how they worked with the Pokemon company and, like, you know, very specific things had to be done to maintain, like, you know, their approval. And, like, you know, for for instance, like, um, when they called Bulbasaur, like, a he, they're like, no, Bulbasaur's not a he. Bulbasaur's an it. But Psyduck is a he. You're like, what? It's, like, weird, you know? Because, um, and then Mr. Mime, they're like, they're like, so what exactly is Mr. Mime? We're trying to design his character. They're like, honestly, we don't know. <laughs> we don't. That one, go nuts. <laughs> yeah, go nuts. And he was one of the highlights of the whole movie. It was, he, it was, he was really pretty funny. funny. And, like, I will say, you know... The trailer gave away a few of the jokes that they should have kept for the movie itself, but I don't understand why they. I understand why they did it too. Well, they're trying to sell a movie. Yeah, in a live action Pokemon movie, people are already going to be skeptical about like going to that movie in the first place. You're like, oh, live action Pokemon. It's going to be another Dragon Ball evolution on our hands. <laughs> no, definitely, uh, definitely not. No, definitely not. In, in every way, it was a. It was a huge. Huge success. I really enjoyed the underground battle thing. Oh, I know. They, they, so it, good. I don't know this. I only know the original ones, and I don't know the guy, the little Pokemon that were playing the speakers. I oh, really, Loudred. I really, really like those. Yeah, where they, they like open their mouths and dubstep comes out. It was really cool. I yeah. really I really like that. <laughs> um, the guy who wants to battle Pikachu with this uh, Charizard. Um, oh, and, and fun little Easter egg. The uh, DJ in that scene is Diplo, who, if you like electronic music, is awesome. <laughs> I thought that was funny, but uh, they did. It was it, they did a, a decent job of making it look kind of grimy the underground scene, but um, yep. like the Charizard had like scars all yeah. on his face and stuff. For some reason, I thought Charizard would have been taller. He was he looked like he was six foot something, which is big. Yeah, but I don't know. I always imagine being no, like, yeah, he's he's not that big because um, they want they always wanted it to have like they wanted there to be scale for when you got into like Arceus and Dialga and Palkia, which are these like huge legendary pokemon that are like you know they're like 20 feet tall kind of thing so that and gyarados you want gyarados to be really long and cool. that was the fish one right i forget it's that, been... yeah that's magic magic carp yeah, yeah, orange yeah. fish and then he turns into gyarados which that, that the dragon, was pretty funny chinese he's like, looking dragon he's like kick him <laughs> it's like all he needs a kick yeah and that's a, that's a callback to when uh, uh james from uh team rocket kicked magikarp and he evolved into gyarados <laughs> um and yeah, there was there's some really cool stuff in there about you know that kind of had little hints of uh, you know the Pokemon games and stuff. You know, Detective Pikachu was its own game, um, and as far as I know, didn't do super well. But I think that was part of the success of this movie was that okay, you, there's no there's no Ash Ketchum or or Red or Blue. You know the the actual character names from the original games. Um, but there's no like Ash Ketchum character for them to mess up that people already have in their brain, like an idea of who he should be and what he should look like and what he should talk like. So like having this character who is from the detective Pikachu game, like it's kind of new though to everybody. So I thought it was really cool um, to have like, 
this fresh new idea and new look on Pokemon without just following the original game. Maybe now we'll get like a Dr. Mario or something. Yeah. <laughs> that would be terrible. Please don't do that Stomp ever. pills at people. And- <laughs> or like a Mario Kart movie. Where that, that I could probably imagine that working, honestly. That would be interesting. If they, if they just went into that movie, assuming that you knew who Mario and Donkey Kong and all these characters were, but it was kind of like a Wreck-It Ralph thing where they're just like, they're living their own world, but then they come in and race on the weekends. <laughs> and that would be fucking awesome. Um, and who knows? Like, maybe maybe now that they're redesigning Sonic, maybe video game movies will be a Well, I mean, I think Pikachu thing. opened the door maybe for some possibilities. But, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna judge on Sonic till we watch it, but right. I, I mean, we'll the see. only thing I will judge is the design was fucking terrible. <laughs> it was terrible, and and that's I think where this movie did a great job. The Pokemon looked like how Pokemon, how I imagine Pokemon would look in real life. The little Bulbasaurs and stuff, yeah. and their mouths and Squirtles. I never, I never liked Bulbasaur like in the games or the cartoons, but in the movie, like, oh, dude, I totally take like it's yeah. so adorable. Look at yeah. him, just like. He's got a short, stubby little leg. Yeah, it's like, like, oh, I... And, like, the skin is like, oh, he looks really smooth. Like, you just want to, like, pet him and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so good. And my my only my only real thing that I wish there was more of, I wish there was more Pokemon. You know, it was just like... The, I, the there were so many. There were so many. I I knew I noticed that they threw in the, the three-headed one. I don't fucking forget. Dodrio? They threw him in a lot. I think, like, anytime, like, when you put in some Pokemon, ah, oh, just put... Yeah. That's the one character I saw like everywhere. There was a lot of him, um, a lot of then, Charmanders, a lot of little Charmanders. Not and squirrels. that many squirrels. I mean, they showed a couple scenes of squirrels. Yeah, but not a whole that's lot. true. Um, and I think um, another one that there was a lot of was there was a lot of which one was that? A palms are a lot of, but there was a whole little chase scene with them, which was cool. Um, I saw a lot of the panda too. Uh, I forget what his name is. Oh yeah. That big one was awesome looking. Yeah, yeah. And he had the little ones like crawling all over. Yeah. They had a lot of those. But, you know, I think y- you got to design each one of those characters separately. And they all got to be programmed into the computer to do exactly what you want and stuff. So I understand why there's not more. But it was so cool just seeing them in this world interacting with each other and stuff. Like police had um, Growlithes and Arcanines like yeah. police dogs. Makes sense. Machamp was out there like directing traffic with his multiple arms and stuff. So good. It was just like uh, such a world of whimsy. <laughs> and then, um, okay, now spoilers are, are like for real happening. So uh, if you haven't, if you listen this far, I don't know why you did, but stop and, and then continue later. But okay, so the end of it, um, it's revealed that Pikachu is actually the guy's dad. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Well, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is the guy's dad, but they were merged together by Mewtwo in order to try to save him. I thought that was kind of cool that they didn't straight up make Mewtwo a villain. Right. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of cool. Yeah, he's kind of a misunderstood Pokemon um, where you think he's a villain, but he's like, really, he's just like a product of his environment where they experimented on him and stuff like that. Um, But he was going to go nuts. He was just like, humanity is evil. And he's like, oh, but but you showed me the way. Yeah. Yeah, so um, very, very cool. Um, I saw the twist coming from a mile away, which is, it's fine. It's a kid's movie. I'm sure there's a bunch of 10-year-old kids out there that just got their mind fucking blown. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I feel like 
I didn't go into it for a crazy story. I just went in it to see Pokemon brought to life, and I think it really and for some laughs. Yeah, exactly. The opening scene where he goes in and and tries to catch a Cubone out in the wild that was awesome. And he was crying. He's like, yeah, yeah. he's lonely. He'd be perfect for you. <laughs> yeah. Cubone's super dark backstory where he like wears the skull of his dead mom on his head. He didn't say it. I'm surprised he didn't say it in the movie the mom. He just said your dead relative. They went that route. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, really cool. They go into the high grass and stuff. I'm like, dude, that's Pokemon in real life. That was like po- one, the perfect way to start that movie. And it was just excellent. It was a great way to introduce us to that world. But go check it out. Detective Pikachu. So good. Got to catch them all. So we started with the light. Ooh, I also, I also, one last thing. I also love when Pikachu's singing the song. I want to be. That was really funny. A very best. It was He's a, all sad. <laughs> he's even doing like hand motions yeah. and stuff. Oh, so good. So good. So as I say, we started with the light. Now we're moving to the heavy stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like we should transition early to Game of Thrones because it's probably yeah, going to be pe- a lot. People got some feelings about some Game of Thrones. Okay, so the penultimate episode we just watched, which is, uh, you know, the next one after this will be the last one. This one was Daenerys. In my eyes, this is the last episode. Really, like, there's no more battle. Well, spoilers, you know, hey, stop listening if you haven't seen it. Yeah. But it's when this releases, it'll be a week. I'm sure you guys saw it. Yeah. Um, Like, I mean, the next episode is wrap-up. It's really. got to be, yeah. But who knows? Who knows what? What? I mean, th- there might be some sort of battle going on, but it'll be a more like one-on-one kind of. I I mean I know I, I texted it to you as soon as I have it. I think it's going to be Grey Worm and John. I think Daenerys is going to send Grey Worm because Grey Worm sees that he's calling back the right. Yeah, he's a little upset about that, and Grey Worm's super angry about. And so I think they're going to battle. Yeah. And John th- is going to fucking wreck him. Yeah. I think Daenerys is going to be like, this guy is a threat to my throne, and he rejected my love. Which we'll get Trial back- by combat. <laughs> we'll get back to that, the whole uh, he rejected her love. But I think she's about to try to Dracarys yeah. Jon Snow, and I think uh, all Arya. Cl- all his clothes are going to burn off, but he's going to be there because he's a true Targaryen. No, he burns himself in season one. I know, with the, with the lamp. <laughs> so- That's because he didn't know. Now, you I have think, to believe. I don't think that's how that works. I think it, it's magic. It could be how it works. <laughs> Blood magic? I don't know. It's, but I think uh, Arya is going to shoot her off the dragon with an arrow. And I, I don't think John's going to take the throne. I think he's just going to go north. He's going to be like, I don't. Because he saw his men. He saw one of his men about to rape a, uh, a woman. And he, yeah. you know, rightfully so, got mad and killed the dude. I think he's going to be like, you know, my heart's in the north. And I'm going to go live with the wildlings. That's what I think. That's Maybe. what I think. Just go up, go up and be the uh, king in the, the true king in the north. Yeah, and the new Mance Raider. And Tyrion's totally gonna fucking die. <laughs> yeah, I don't, which is gonna be sad. It's gonna be sad. What if Tyrion becomes king somehow? I that actually, you know, I was thinking that he would be a great ruler. I mean, he cares about the people. He put his life on the line, knowing that Danny's gonna kill him to to try to save people. You know, he brokered that deal with her. Like, if you hear the bells ring. Yeah. Then you know they, you know, it's, you know, that they've surrendered. Right. And we'll get to that. Or if you want to talk about that, yeah. the bells. Well, that fucking didn't happen. That was a lie. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Ob- so in this one, Danny goes a little crazy. 
A little bit. It's that time of the month. Oh, God. <laughs> Can't we just hold off on the battle for, you know, like, I don't know, seven days? Jeez. That's all you not co-signing that. <laughs> you don't want to support me on that I'm joke? not going to support okay. you. I take it back. No, you can you can own it. But I'm not gonna... I don't want to own it by myself. Um, so uh, yeah, so basically the battle starts, and um, you know obviously uh, Daenerys comes in on her dragon and just fucks up the Golden Company, fucks up all of the uh, Iron Fleet, like they all were... of the Scorpions. Yeah, all of the Scorpions, all by herself. And honestly, I was like, "There's the dragons." I was like, there's the potential of the dragons. Like, how come that wasn't happening earlier? You know? Yeah. Like, like that, that's when you see, oh, shit, these things are dangerous. Right. Like, super, yeah. super dangerous. Yeah. You know, they said it a couple times, like, you know, one dragon could fuck up an entire city, and she had three. Yeah. But then she lost two of them. But, um, yeah, you know, she, she single-handedly takes all of them out, which is crazy. And then the you know um, the golden company is because they didn't have the elephants. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, that's true. The elephants <laughs> would have been a game changer. <laughs> uh, um, uh, but then you know, then the the rest of the army goes into the city and starts to fight the Lannister army and stuff. And they come to a point where they're like face to face with the the Lannister reserves, and the Lannisters just like throw down their swords because they're like, "Dude, fuck this!" Yeah, and then the whole time, the, us as the audience is just like, "Who's gonna ring it?" Like, no one's ringing it. Yeah, th- yeah, they call out for ring- ringing the bells, which is a sign that they actually surrendered and to stop murdering everybody. And so finally the bells start chiming, and you're like, oh, great. Peaceful, peaceful overthrow of King's Landing. How nice. But then, uh, uh, you know, Daenerys had her earpods in, her AirPods. I saw that. Someone, <laughs> Dude, someone so posted that. Like, she, she couldn't hear, can, she she's wearing AirPods. Uh and yeah, she just uh, starts laying waste to the whole city, like so, innocent people running down the streets. Oh yeah, just getting children. Murked. Children. So, this is where a lot of people were extremely upset, where they were saying that uh, that's not like her character, and that you know she always tried to save the slaves or the women from being raped. And and I I agree, I agree with you. Um, now I don't have an issue what they did with her character. Right. Um, I don't have an issue. I could see it happening because she was isolated and she saw that people loved John and she was always surrounded by people who loved her. Now she doesn't. She lost her closest mentors, her yeah. um, Jorah. Jorah. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, what was the old knight's name? Um, oh, I know you're Sir talking about. Sir Barristan. Yes. Barristan Selmy. That's um, his name. He was awesome. No, he was, he was amazing. Yeah. Um, lost him. Lost Miss Sunday. Yeah, and then you know she saw Varys. Varys betrayed her, sort of. He wasn't. Uh, no, he did. He did. He did. I got into a couple of arguments with people where it was like he didn't betray. Her. Like, no, he did. He did. Yeah, he he for reals did. But he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. Like he did what he thought was right, and he he knew that what the consequence was for that. For sure. I just like when he burns the letter. And he's like takes off his rings. He's like, fuck, I done fucked up. But I well, I think I got caught. Yeah. Um. Now, I don't think they did anything wrong with what they did with her character. I, I don't think they did. I could totally see that happening. But what I do think they – what they should have done is they should have started transitioning her from, like, season six even. 
they they should have laid the groundwork a earlier. little earlier. I don't I don't mind what the, what what they what they were thinking what they were no, planning, yeah, yeah. but they should have definitely laid the groundwork earlier. Right. There should have been more hints of it. You know what I mean? Um, and I feel like that's part of that's the uh, weak point of this season um, is that they they're rushing everything. Character development is just like you know we could have seen. We could have seen more of a rift between Tyrion and Varys start. We could have seen a more of a, you know, t- tear between like okay, once Jamie and Brienne get together, but now he's torn and he wants to go back to Cersei. And there's there could have been a little bit more of that back and forth. There could have been more of Daenerys slowly losing her grip on yep. you know reality slash her character and her what is right and what is wrong. There. This season, because it's so rushed, because there's fewer episodes than normal, um, and they have a hard out, like they were like, this is the end. Um, I feel like a lot of that stuff is underdeveloped. You For know? sure. 100%. And I think that's what most people are, are complaining about on- online. And I don't know if it's like HBO wasn't giving them enough money or... They're I don't like, know. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's a money maker. They're making a ton of money off of this. Like everyone's watching. Yeah, so, I think it's kind of a weird, you know, and you know, having someone like HBO, it's a weird monetary model because, like, people have HBO, they're paying for it by the month, right? So it's like, you know, it's hard to say like, oh, Game of Thrones is giving us more money. But, like, are people just signing up for it just for now and then quitting it? And so they're like, oh, we'll get the revenue boost just by having more Game of Thrones. I don't I, I don't know. It'd be an interesting thing to look at because you would think, okay, this this is one of the most watched TV shows of all time, if not the most. You know, we'll see what the final numbers are. But, um, like, why would they short themselves on episodes? Why wouldn't they make it go 15 seasons? You know what I mean? It's like, I, I get it. You know, you want to end the story and you don't want it to become stale and you don't want it to run out of ideas like like something like Lost, right? Where it kind of fizzled out. Or that show Heroes, which started really strong and then just fucking got yeah. destroyed. I don't know because like season one, like if you go back and rewatch it, there's not a whole ton of action. There's not. It's a whole lot. It's I a mean, lot of plotting and character development. And, and that's and, what gets it. That's what everyone started to get hooked on. It's like, so why not recall it back to season one? Make it a little bit longer. Make the dialogue, you know, stretch out show why Sansa and you know yeah give us more more episodes like the uh the night of the seven kingdoms you know where where the, it's just people sitting around talking how much could one of those episodes cost compared to one of these crazy dragon ones yeah. and this and that you know what i mean um so it's like i i don't understand why they didn't they could have used more of those and like yes it's like don't get me wrong i love seeing big ass white walker battle Big ass dragon battle, bigger ass dragon battle. You know, it's like it's it is fun to see that, but at the same time, I feel like the story suffers a little bit because of that. Yeah, and it would have been cool to see a little bit like an episode of them just like going over their plan of attack before they go to King's Landing. You know what I mean? It went so quickly from, you know, hey, we're in the north. Oh man, we just saved all of humanity. Okay, now we're down here in King's Landing. All right, now we're fighting King's Landing in three episodes. Yeah. That you know the the traveling from there to there took 
takes like months. You know what I mean? You know, it's crazy. Well, like, I mean, you can see the rushness, like, with, uh, oh, forgive me, Missende was. Missende, uh, yeah. So, like, they get it, the ships get attacked. We yeah. don't know where she is. Oh, they got her. Really? How'd yeah. they get her? How'd they like, get her? <laughs> she's in the middle of the ocean. I don't know. No one her. else saw it. Like, how did, yeah. like, it's just, you could just tell from little things like that. But, um, now I know. We're saying the things that people are talking about, but I, I also don't want to take away that it's still I, I don't regret the you know eight years I spent watching it and yeah no not not at all I I still enjoy every minute that I'm watching of it but I I, I do think they should have if they were gonna make her be the Mad Queen I feel like they should have started it earlier yeah and exactly. then it just it would have been easier because like the couple like friends ev- every time that you do see her temper come out. She's like immediately remorseful and like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, this and that. Yeah, it's like, okay, like, you know, now it's like, oh, just this guy crossed me. I'm fucking burning down this whole city. Yeah. You know, I just, well, I mean, if you watch the after the episode stuff where the uh, the two guys, you know their names. I don't remember. Uh, one of them's name is like DB Weiss, and <laughs> and they were saying something. like they've been kind of hinting at it even from the beginning, like when um, Behoff isn't that one? When Cal Drogo burns her brothers. Um, you know, melt his face with the gold and, you know, she doesn't really, you know, show any remorse. It doesn't feel any. Like yeah, but that sorry. guy was a piece of shit. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, well, if you were going to use that. Dan Benioff and D.B. Weiss. Like, yeah, if if, the, if you were going to say that that's what they were doing from the beginning, have her show like good or he did like, you know, maybe like almost enjoying the fact that he was suffering. Like, yeah, I, like like her actually smile a little bit. Right. Like, or something. Then you're like, something. oh, there's something. Yeah. Like, ooh, a little mad, mad king in her. You know right. What I mean? You know. But I, I just I will say if they're if that was their end game, they should have planted it a little bit earlier. Yeah, planted the seed a little bit better. But and that because now people are feeling like they're blindsided by it. They're like they spent seven seasons like, oh, my God, naming their small children Khaleesi. <laughs> and now and you know, Daenerys. Just yeah, like and, yeah. And now. <laughs> oh, OK, well. She's so, responsible for some genocide. Someone <laughs> tweeted about that. I was like, that's fucking funny. I was yeah. like, that's hella funny. <laughs> Should have waited to see what happened at the end. It's like, oh, I never watched the, the four, five, and six Star Wars. I started watching episode one. I like the name Anakin. I'm just naming yeah, my kid exactly. Anakin. exactly. <laughs> Anakin. Yeah, so um, I think that that's the main complaint that people are having is that, you know, we're feeling like these characters are making these rapid character changes, you know. And part of the fun of Game of Thrones is seeing them develop. Right. You know, seeing Arya start as like kind of a little tomboy, you know, into mischief and just wants to be a sword fighter and this and that um, to being this, you know, uh, a rogue survivor, you know, rogue. Right. To being (laughs) this, you know, sufficient, you know, self-sufficient killer, you know, seeing that change and seeing Jon Snow. Who, who doesn't belong and is just a bastard and is just, like, kind of emo about it. To being to loved. Be, to being a man of honor on the Night's Watch and being respected by his brothers. To being a true leader and being loved and finally finding out that he has a name. He's not just a bastard. And, and coming to terms with what that means for him and his country and his future. So you see all of this throughout the whole show, and then it's like Daenerys is this, you know, this uh, starts off as kind of a timid, meek girl who's just been shuttled around her whole life to being this strong warrior princess who's, you know, who's uh, strong in her own right and overcoming challenges and making herself known in a man's world 
to being a crazy bitch all of a sudden in two episodes. You know what I mean? It's like so. And to recircle back, um, I didn't. The thing that I this is what I say I really didn't like when her and John were uh, in the room and she um, she's you know trying to get some action. She you know yeah slipping her slipping her nephew the tongue. And you know she kissed him and he kind of he kind of pulls back, which is his right. You know if he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to. Yeah. Um, Hashtag me too. Yeah. <laughs> No, but, uh, check John too. What, what, when she says it like, you know, I, I have no, I have no love here. And yeah. then it's almost like she connected when he rejected her love. He's like, then fear it is. I'm like, yeah. really? You're going to boil down her character because your nephew wouldn't bang you one more and time. And now like, that's the turning point. Like, that's why, that's where it I say. It seems really petty. And it seems that's like. That's why I say, yeah, they sold her character short at and, that point. And that's one thing that was cool about her is she never needed a man. Exactly. She never, she never needed Cal Drogo. You know what I mean? She loved him. She loved him, and she, and when she he, grew to love him after he was kind of a you know, bad person for a while. Um, but when he passed away, but when, she became what, And then when, when Dario Naharis, remember? Like, she basically used him. She liked him, but, like, he was just he was there to, you know, blow off some steam whenever she wanted to, yeah. right? And now it's like, now she's just falling head over heels for John, and like, oh, you don't want to make out with me even though I'm your aunt and you know it now? Well, fuck you. I'm going to burn this whole city down. That That's where I do it say, yeah. It seems like sold, such a weird yeah, change. For sure. But um, I will say there's a couple things I did really like about the episode. I mean, I liked a lot of the hey, I think Yeah, right. You know, we harped on it enough. We'll go into now the bull. Clegane bull. bull. <laughs> Ooh. I'm not gonna lie. I loved the uh, Darth Vader ish uh, mountain. Yeah. Well, also it was it was it was truly like Anakin and Obi Wan because he had the high ground. <laughs> You're my brother. I have the high ground. But the Hound fucking took him on the high ground, so he's better than a Jedi. I, I honestly I thought it was gonna be um, a quick Hound win. Like, yeah. um, I'm glad it wasn't like it, right. When, like, the mountain didn't even pull his sword out, and he was, like, dodging and, like, even kicked his sword. Just taking, just taking sword slashes, too. And then he takes out his sword. like, ah, shit. Like, this might not be yeah. the way I thought it was going. Yeah, and then, you know, it was such an awesome scene. Just, like, I want a painting of it where they're fighting on this broken staircase with a Fly dragon in the flying yeah. in the background. That was pretty epic. Fire everywhere. And it's the one time that the hound isn't, like petrified from fire because the only thing in his he, mind he is, hates more than fire is the one who like you know made him fear made fire. him fear fire you know what i mean and uh man that was just awesome and then at one point the mount the mountain has him up and he has his feet thumbs in his eyeballs i was sweating and i was like oh no oh no he's gonna like, red viper him yeah I was... and, and then he fucking pulls out his knife and stabs him right in the face and at that point i was like okay it has to be done like, if it's oh. a zombie he got him in the brain yeah he got him in the brain no <laughs> zombie rules don't work when there's magic involved and he just kind of he staggers back a little bit and then he, they both kind of go over into the fire well i mean i'm not gonna sell the hounds short he decides like fuck it the only way to take him out yeah. is for both of us to fall yeah and oh, so good it was it, that that was an awesome send off to characters that I that that's one character I really, really loved. And that's that actor and that character never like even though he didn't tra- he sort of transitioned, but the core of him was always the same. Yeah. Like when him and Arya have that that moment where uh, he's telling her like, where he's like, look at me. Do you want to become me? Yeah. 
just consumed by vengeance. And like he's basically telling her like he and he loved her, maybe not like a daughter, but like a kindred spirit. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you don't want to take this path that I've taken. Yeah. And when she turns, I think she says, "You're a good man." Or he's a sendor. That was the first time yeah. you ever really hear him, like called by his regular name. And she, I think she says, "You're a good man." Yeah, she, something like that. And then the proper true hound didn't say anything. Didn't say anything. Just kept, turned and walked away. Kept you know that that tough guy demeanor and just like went. Yeah. You know, it's like that's and, awesome. And not that only was like an awesome Han Solo moment. You yeah. know, it's just like. And not only that, like when he finally sees the mountain. And he's escorting Cersei down down the stairway. He just lets Cersei go by, and he never even looks at her. Oh no, he didn't give a shit. Yeah, he didn't give oh, a shit. How about how about when how about when the mountain just destroys uh, the hand of the queen? Oh, that the, <laughs> the uh, forget what his name is, Meister something. Um, well, because he thought he had complete control of him, and yeah, yeah, no, he he did, he not. did until he saw his brother, and he's like, yeah. oh, I want to kill this motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. But, the Cersei exit. I could not stop laughing because he's like, mm, "Excuse me, excuse me, <laughs> not my problem." So he's like, "You mind if I? You, you mind? Can I just, can I just squeeze by? Can I just <laughs> like when you're at the movie theaters? I'm sorry, so sorry. Can I just? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much. It Thank was almost you. like like the Homer Simpson gif of like back into the bush. <laughs> back into the bush. <laughs> yeah, and she just uh, like I couldn't stop laughing at that part. I had sidestepped. I had to pause it. I, just, I was like, "That's fucking hilarious." Yeah, that was great. But yeah, you know, um, one thing. One thing I'll say. You know, I hate to bring up things that like this episode for me is the one I ha- I had the most issues with this season. I know a lot of people had issues all over the place. Um, but one thing is like having Arya at that battle just kind of undid all the badassery. That um, that happened in the um, uh, the long night episode. with her just killing people left and right. Yeah. So this this whole episode aside, not, now I understand you have to have her there to show the completion of the hounds arc. You know, it's like, no, you don't want to be me. She sees that in him. She's like, no, you're right. I don't want just vengeance to be part of my life. I don't want to be just you. So she leaves. And that's that's why you have to have her in the city in the first place. Well, I think it also helped to show um, how fucking scary it is to be on the ground with the innocence on the dragon. I mean, like, if it was a bunch of just extras running around, and yeah, it'd be scary and you'd feel for them. Right. But seeing a character you love and care about, like, multiple times almost dying, it, it makes it more emotionally impactful for the viewer. Like, holy yeah, shit. Like, I get that. But John was down in the fucking thick of it, too. You know what I mean? I think his he had the moral stance where yeah. it's like what what is happening he's like, is he's not like, right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I guess that's true. It just seemed like it was weird to have her running away for an hour and a half. You know what I, I mean? It, like and like you said, you see her as this big, badass fighter and to see, oh, shit, she is terrified. Yeah. What is happening? Yeah, maybe like, that's right. Maybe it's the uh the uh the Worf syndrome, you know, from Star Trek where Worf is this awesome Klingon, you know, warrior. Um so every so every t- episode when they fight a new bad guy, the bad guy immediately kicks Worf's ass. So you're like, "Whoa, shit. He took out Worf? <laughs> Fuck, we are owned." And <laughs> so th- there's this warrior guy who's supposed to be awesome, but he's constantly getting beaten. Just to show how powerful the bad guys are. That's a sucky position. <laughs> Isn't it? it? It's really funny. If you go back and watch Star Trek The Next Generation, 
It's like, like you're wh- this big badass warrior. Oh, that's awesome. I like that. Yeah. You're going to lose all the time. <laughs> you're going to lose all the time. Like when the Borg show up, they're just going to fucking toss you. When, when, when other Klingons show up, they're going to fucking destroy you. It's like, but I'm the baddest. Oh, absolutely. Dude, you're, you're the, the baddest of the asses. And like, but you're going to get, you're going to get beat the shit out of It's like, that kind of negates though, no? Like my whole. No, 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 no. It's just showing how awesome these bad guys are. It's like, oh, well, all right, okay. All yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe they just warfed her, you know? <laughs> Hashtag warfed her. <laughs> um, but, uh, okay. And then I think we should, we have to talk about Jamie and Cersei. And now Jamie and Euron too. Oh, that's right. Um, uh, I mean, it was a good battle. Um, yeah. I I don't have anything against the Euron fight. Um, I I would have liked to have seen Jamie put up a little bit better. I want I wanted a slightly better sword fight. Okay, you know what I mean. I just um, I, I don't think there was anything wrong with it necessarily, but you know, all this time we had seen Jamie struggle and struggle and struggle with his new hand, right? Or his lack of a right hand. And he's this epic swordsman. He's been practicing and practicing and practicing. Never get, you know, never feeling right about it. I would have liked to have seen him have a little bit more of a polished sword fight with Euron. So you could see like, okay, when he, when he's after, you know, the one he loves, when he's trying to get to Cersei and get to her and protect her, like it all comes back to him kind of thing, you know, and he's, he's, Jamie Lannister from from legend. Um, but you did see him use his hand and that's kind of him accepting, you know, the hand. Finally, he like fucking throat punches, him, yeah. which was cool. Which um, honestly, that would have been the end of the fight to be like yeah. in real fight. Yeah. <laughs> like that would have been done. throat punch with a metal hand. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's even shaped like a fucking jab. In the <laughs> Finger jab. I thought it was really interesting when um, Jamie shows up and he sees him. And he was like, "Okay, we got to go get Cersei." Like it wasn't even like mad because eh, he probably he didn't know for sure, but I'm pretty yeah. sure he had a good feeling that they had sex. Yeah. But his like, I need to protect her was just, you know, it was an override of like, right. I, I hate this dude. Right. I don't it's like all him. About her. Yeah, but like, I need to get to her. Yeah, and it you know it shows like it shows his true feeling even more so. And then Euron's just a fucking douchebag. So even at the end, when Jamie clearly won, yeah, and he's sitting there, he's like. I, I, I killed, killed Jamie Lannister. I was like, well, first off, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You win. Blood loss killed Jamie Lannister. Yeah. Second of all. Big ass building did. Like, you didn't kill Jamie 100. 100 Jamie would have yeah. fucked you up. Yeah, exactly. 100. Both handed Jamie, you would have been done. And it, it's funny, though, because that's like, you know, at least that's TV you're on. You're on from the books is a little different story. But, like, that's like, that's part of TV you're on's, like, personality. It's like. He just he wants to fuck the queen because she's the baddest bitch around and he's she's the highest lady out there, and he wants to kill Jamie Lannister because he's supposed to be like this badass swordsman. It's all about ego and like, but no one like it's not like no, no one's, one's there and no one's gonna tell the story. Jamie can't tell the story. Yeah, no one's gonna know. Yeah, exactly. So it was all it was all for him. For nothing. Ego. Yeah, yeah. And then and then Jamie of course goes and finds Cersei, and. I think that's another one of those things where, like, I think we were owed a little bit more with Cersei. You know what I mean? More of a torture? Not necessarily a torture, but I think her character deserved a better, more defiant death. You know what I mean? This is what I thought they were going to, at least least when, after the fight, 
I figured Jamie was going to get to um, to Cersei. Mm-hmm. And we saw the dinghy. We saw the boat. I figured yep. he was going to get her to the dinghy. They were going to get on. And, like, she feels like, oh, I'm finally safe. I'm with the dude I love. And I thought he was going to die on the boat. Which then she was truly alone. She had no one. Yeah. She didn't have the people. She didn't have the crown. She didn't have her father. She didn't have her kids. And I, and I was like, damn, that, that would be a fucked up way. And I figured maybe she would just kill herself. Yeah. And I would have enjoyed something to that extent. But, like, to, to have her just like, you know, oh, my God, Jamie, I love you. It's always just been us. It's always this. And it's just like, and then have the building fall on her. I just felt like, first of all, Lena Headey, who is an excellent actress. Oh, dude, she played that character extremely well. Dude, so good. So good. She was, like, she was so hateable. But at the same time, there were certain moments where you're like, oh, my God, I can't I can't believe I ever hated Cersei when she when she talks about like, you know, um, my favorite scene with her is back from season one when she's talking to Robert and they have that kind of moment where they're like they're just like bullshitting and like, oh, we've been married for, you know, however long our marriage is holding the kingdom together. And they are like, we had some good times, though, didn't we? And they, they were just like kind of shooting the shit for like a little five minutes and you got to see like her relaxed and him just like admitting that like obviously he's a shitty king and that she doesn't love him and all this stuff but like that moment was one of my favorites with her and you really see a human Cersei and then after well, and yeah and there's a lot of honesty in it too yeah, like exactly. hey we're not gonna bullshit each other anymore right. like we know what it is we know what it is you know why are we lying to each other you know it's we get it um, and so to to kind of avoid all of that and avoid those moments where you're like, you know, like maybe I feel for Cersei or maybe, you know, or she would go out defiantly. Like, um, you know, she would just stand there and let the dragon like blow fire over her or something and never like never blink, never, you know, turn away kind of thing to have her kind of like crying and like, you know, Oh my God, Jamie, I love you so much. You know, I just, I felt it was cheap for her. Yeah. I can see that. Like she, she was. She, if you think about it, she was the biggest bad guy of the entire series. Night King went out like like a bitch, <laughs> you know. Well, her army kind of went out like a bitch. <laughs> yeah, her army did, but she was just fucking up there chugging wine. Well, that was the one thing I was gonna say. I did enjoy like everyone knew it was done, and but like her pride, her ego was just like, no, Euron took one. He could take another. I was like, uh, those boats are gone. Yeah. All the boats are gone. He's like, well, all we still have, we still have here. We can get the dragon here. She's taken out all the scorpions. No. They've breached the city. Like it is over. And you see her. Like she knows. You can see it in her eyes that she knows it's over, but she can't accept it. She cannot accept that yeah. she lost. And I would have liked that carried into her death kind of thing. If she like she refused to go away with them, and like the mountain and uh, what's his name? Uh, what was what was that guy's name? I can't think of his name. I knew his Mister... name earlier. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But both of them, maybe both of them flee, and she stays up there in the keep and just waits for, waits to go down with the ship kind of thing. I would have liked something like strong, right, and right. powerful like that. Um, and then you know, yeah, I don't know. I just I wanted a little something extra. You know what I mean? Um, and it didn't have to be like it didn't have to be a torture thing or like her just get like a million arrows shot in her or anything like like super violent. I just wanted something more defiant from her. Something stronger and like, you know, her like staring down Daenerys and just getting like melted by the dragon. Yeah, I didn't like. think about it till right now we're talking about, but that this is going to be the end of the Lannisters. Yeah. 
Well, he's Tyrion. Yeah, he's not gonna last as much as I would love him to. Yeah. He, he he knew it as soon as he let Jamie go. Yeah, as soon as he he was he he knew what he was saying. Oh, and that scene between them. Between that was, them, that was great. That was a great scene when he's like, yeah, you know, he you were the only one who didn't think of me as a monster. Yeah, and like, oh, yeah, like Tyrion knew what was super up. bros. Tyrion knew what was going on. He's like, yeah, and he's like, if to give you know, in the line he told him, he's like, you know, why are you doing this? He's like, well, to to save a million innocents for a not so innocent imp, you know. Yeah. It's, it's worth the sacrifice. Like, damn, dude. Like, like no one, no one's gonna remember him that he saved uh, King's Landing. Yeah, with, Battle of Blackwater. No one's like, no one's gonna remember him for doing that. No one's gonna remember that he sacrificed his life to try to save with the bells, the people, mm-hmm. uh, the millions in there. And like, no one's gonna remember that. Like, that's the saddest part to me. Is that yeah. there's this good man. Like, yeah. So he he liked drinking. He liked getting drunk and whoring around. Whatever. Like, yeah. he still Who doesn't. <laughs> Like he still like tried he saving millions he he was yeah, always doing in the stuff end for he others. was always doing something to save the people to save the realm you yeah. know even like with Bran he gave, he made him the saddle and stuff like he was always thinking about right. other people and I think that's an interesting thing with him and Varys too like Varys obviously he's always out looking out for the good of the quote unquote realm right making sure that you know the the um the people are led in the right direction and like. You know, the right kings are in place and the right families are in place and this and that. But, like, Tyrion really is looking out for the people. Yeah. You know, he is looking out for who make up the realm. You know, he's always out for looking out for, you know, make sure no one innocent gets killed. It was just in the season where he was making mistakes. Like, with, uh, like, him and John were blinded by their love of Daenerys. You know, it's yeah. just like, no, she's going to make the right decision. We can, like, like they want to believe in someone so bad. Yeah, like Tyrion went from um, you know, giving her advice yeah. to just trying to manage the the damage. Like yeah, he he was Yeah, he was no longer advisor as much as he was like I need to try to keep her in control as much as I can. And yeah. and we saw that hey, it didn't work. <laughs> Not working out. Not working out at all. Yeah, man. It's uh there's only one episode left. Is it, it, is it an hour and 30 minutes as I well? think so, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, by the time you guys are listening, you're like, what are you talking about? It's already out. But. It's already over, and we hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, you know, that still needs to be resolved. And there's it, a lot of things that we're not going to get answers to. Like There's a lot, yeah. Uh, Braun? We're not going to know whether... Uh, I think Braun's going to come back in the last one. Who? You think he's going to take out Tyrion? No, I think... I think there's no one to hold his be, promises. The only one to hold their promises is Tyrion. Will, I think there will be one last interaction between those two. Maybe he maybe he stands up for Tyrion. Maybe maybe he wants a trial by combat again, and he steps in for Tyrion, and he finally does. Because it kind of I thing. mean, that was one thing. I know a lot of people were mad and like, "Wow, Brown was about to kill Jamie and Tyrion." I was like, "Uh, that's because that dude was always like, if we're thinking about D and D, he was true neutral." Yeah. He's just like, he hey, just man. follows the dollar signs. Yeah, hey, like, hey. and real, and really, like you know, he never got what was promised to him. Really, you know. Well, he did get a he got a castle, but it was and like he, he didn't get a wife he wanted. He got a title, but not maybe the title he wanted. Right. But you know, he's like, yeah, Tyrion, yeah, we're friends. We could drink and we can whore around. He's like, but oh, you want me to find fight who? The mountain? Yeah. Yeah, man, that's not that's the one fight I'm not too sure. It's like unless right. I'm one hundo, like, yeah, I'm not I, going in. Unless there. I know I'm going to win, what's the point of you know all the money in the world doesn't do you any good if you're dead? Yeah. 
so, so he was just always true neutral and like when that happened like the my friends I was watching was like I can't believe he did that I thought they were friends like I uh, totally believe he did that yeah no I totally did too I always you know you always kind of hope he has the Han Solo moment where he, he comes back at the end gives up all the rewards and comes in and saves the day kind of thing which might still happen mm. I, I, you don't think so? Okay, mm-hmm. we'll we'll put a little bronze side bet for nah, the next episode. My, that, my boy's true neutral. Um, like. And then, um, but yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that we're never going to. No prince that was promised, or princess that was promised. Well, they're saying that maybe that was Arya now. Oh, what, for taking out the Night King. Well, no, because she's gonna take out she's gonna take out Daenerys too. They'd say. Oh, so yeah. she is she is the song of fire and ice. Fire and ice are the two powers that threaten the world the most, and she is going to be the one that takes out both. Oh, she took out the ice, and, and then she's going to take out the... Oh, okay. All right, yeah. So that's kind of interesting take on it. And, and there, uh, in Old Valyrian, um, prince, the word prince is actually gender neutral, so it's you prince know or princess. You're right, because who was the one who told her to go kill the Night King was uh, Melisandre. Melisandre. Yeah. And she says you can kill things with blue eyes, green eyes, whatever eyes. And that a lot of people are saying that they saw Danny's eyes and Stewart had green eyes in the last episode. Well, there you go. So maybe we'll see. Um, but yeah, th- there's there's so much stuff though. Like the faceless men was such like not a payoff. You know what I mean? I, they trained her. They trained her, but like when did she used it like one time? The face? Yeah. Oh, she could still use it again. Yeah, but she is she come out as Grey Worm? Dude. One episode. <laughs> That's the, that's the thing is like okay we have one episode, are we gonna see her like really unleash her faceless man skills? Probably not. Well, we might see her fight one more time, but we're not gonna see her pull her fucking you know, Tom yeah, Cruise face maybe. off. Who knows? Well, well, we'll see after this episode. We'll have a lot to talk about. But you know, we never um, the serial Pharrell thing. He never showed up again. You know, what's interesting is like I've always. I've always thought about two things. Um, a, we didn't see him die on screen. Right. Uh, well, I guess three things. He took out three guys with swords with his wooden, wooden sword. sword. Yeah. Um, then off camera, supposedly he died. Yeah, but the, the hound, th- there was a, a conversation with the hound and Arya where she says that Serial um, died by the hands of what's his name. And the hound laughs. He's like, any whore boy with a sword could have killed him. He was no fighter. Yeah. And I was like, so... Like maybe he did survive, but I would have felt like he would have. How would that? that yeah. How would that guy have just? Well, I don't. Well, thinking about it, he didn't kill the guys that he he disarmed and knocked out. He may have possibly knocked it out. And who the fuck's gonna talk about a dude with half a wooden sword knocking him out? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna tell you when. It's like I'm full armor and a sword. But now, we'll, now we'll never know. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I don't see them pulling that one out of left field. You know what I mean? Um, and. Uh, we never really saw like we never saw anything else with the warlocks of Karth, you know, which I thought was like Well she killed them all, right? Well, you know, there's she killed the one guy who is multiple guys, but maybe there was more, you know. There there's so much unexplored stuff over there. No ending to the Blackfish, who was one of my favorite characters. Yeah, the Blackfish, like where are the fucking Tullys? They're just like <laughs> you know what? We're gonna hang out the river, see who see how this all ends up. It's a smart move. Yeah. Yeah, and the uh the Tyrells are still down there, but that was what he offered uh, Braun. He was like, you can have House Tyrell. That was a big Which, offer, too. That is a big offer. That was a huge offer. How does that even work? You're just like, hey, he's your leader now. Well, uh, all their leaders are dead. Um, yeah. We rule the kingdom now, so that's your leader. Yeah. Well, okay, my guess. You still got a dragon? Yeah, this dragon's still there. All right, well, okay, that's our leader. All right, we'll take him, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and then Dorn too is just kind of out there, just not not doing anything. They did mention Dorn briefly um, that they have like a young prince. I think the the old prince's young son is the guy in charge now. Yeah, so far the ones that came out the top were the ones that always had the least the wildlings. Yeah, <laughs> it's like all right, the White Walkers are gone. Yeah, the North, you, we're cool. The, the the Night's Watch are just cool with you now. So all right, we're gonna go back. <laughs> we're just gonna go back and just be. Do what we want to do. Like we're we always make did. Snowmen and fuck. That's yeah. what... <laughs> and I'm going to play with ghosts. I'm going to play, play with fetch. ghosts. We're going to go on adventures together. Yeah, the wildlings, I think, so far have, have had the best ending so far. Which, like, in the, in the beginning of the show, they were, like, the worst off. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, dude, all those fucking wildlings are getting murked. <laughs> now, a lot of them did die in the, remember, Hearts Hollow. That was, like, their home base kind of thing. That's so. true. They got a. They took took some punches. But I'm sure. saying like now they're. I'm chilling. Now they're good. Yeah, their story's over and they're fucking. They're living it. <laughs> um, and then uh, what is this? there's another. cold hands. We don't know what happened to Uncle Benjamin. Yeah, know? yeah. He's just. I don't know. Maybe he died when the Night King, because he was part White Walker. He was. Yeah, he was like half. Was what half if he came back and he's like, oh, now I'm human again. Now I can come through the wall. We don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It's a lot of unanswered stuff going yep. on. You know what I mean? That what happened um, with uh, uh, what's her name, Asha from uh, the Iron Islands? Oh, she took over. She retook the islands. But yeah, you're right. We don't know what she's. Yeah. Would have been nice if she came in and swooped in and helped kill Euron's army. Well, there's a lot of like. Turns out all you needed was that one dragon. Yeah, just just a one dragon, and and have them not be ready for you. Like they knew the dragon was coming. I think but now a, you're just gonna you're gonna swoop down faster. Well, I think it was a combination of um, Danny knew what their weapons were. She yeah. knew how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Drogon just being a beast. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, what he did was devastating. But I'm not gonna lie, it looked cool. Yeah, it looked fucking <laughs> cool. Looked, I'm, not fuck. saying, I'm not saying the people I wanted dying some was me- cool. I wanted some fucking metal music in the background. Some Iron Maiden, Metallica. That's what she was listening in her pods. Yeah, in her, in her AirPods. That's what she couldn't hear. She just had like Danny's metal murder mix. <laughs> just Slayer. Uh, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of unanswered questions like that. I would have liked a little bit more resolution to. You know, the Azor. Uh, what's it? Azor Ashai or Ahai? Ashai. I don't, I don't the prince who was promised. Oh, I thought you were trying to order like a fancy drink, like an acai <laughs> yeah. drink. Ooh, a acai bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Azor acai bowl. <laughs> Dude, we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> I might be getting the name wrong, but the, yeah, the, like the Lord of Light and like um and his his whole like the resolution to his like legend and prophecy. The Lord of Light was kind of a bastard. He's like, oh, uh, I'm the Lord of Light. That is the Night King. I want him dead. Oh, he's dead? Okay, I don't care what you fucks do now. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. You guys can go destroy King's Landing. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, like the the whole like Lord of Light, like his whole deal was to end the Night King. Now what does he do? He's chilling. He's just chilling. He's chilling. <laughs> just hanging out in fires. He's hanging out with what's her name? Yeah. Uh, oh, she's dead. Yeah, well, now she's with him. Yeah. But she's still old. Maybe not. There's an, there was another red priestess over in in Eso, Essos um, that that Tyrion heard like preaching and stuff like that. So maybe she has a story. Yeah, she's going around preaching the good words. Yeah, I mean, she's just like at home. She's like, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing anymore. Like the fire is just him just sitting in a chair. I don't know. <laughs> like what's the Lord of Light doing? I don't. Like, I don't get it. I don't know. Just I don't know. Spray to him. I don't know. Here, you want me to turn up the heat? 
boom fire <laughs> you know so um yeah he'd be very popular in the north yeah exactly like, hey we need a fire What's, did someone say fire <laughs> yeah. um yeah you know i i want more maybe it's just because it's getting near the end i just want more of game of thrones but there's just so much stuff that never really got explained and like well maybe in the new show you know yeah, spin-off. Howlin' Reed never showed up, really. Like, he was, like, Ned's number one homie, and he just never showed up in the show. He was in one scene, which was the flashback to the Tower of Joy. Oh, with the two young versions of them. The two young versions, him and uh, Ned fighting Arthur Dane with the night, uh, the Sword of the Morning, the, the two double swords. Like, you could see him that one time, but he never showed up for the rest of the entire show. Just chilling. He knew it was going to happen. He's like, I'm out. Yeah, and then and then something has to happen with Bran in this next episode, right? He's going to take over the dragon. Okay. I don't know how long distance his controlling of animals is, but... <laughs> Wait till he's in range. Closer, 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 and I got to... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that has to happen in this last episode, and I just... I struggle to figure out how 90 minutes is going to have it all. Mm-hmm. Well, I, guess, I, I guess we'll know once you've uh, listened to this episode. Everyone's going to be listening to this episode and be like, well, they were probably fucking disappointed. <laughs> they were or, wrong on numerous things. They were wrong on numerous things. Serial Pharrell comes back in the end, stabs Daenerys, who pulls off her face, and it's Arya. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, not today. So let me ask you and then Azor Asai comes out with his flaming sword. <laughs> Let me ask you a serious question. Do you think he's going to finish the books? I've been reading a lot on Twitter today. People are upset saying that he's not going to finish the books. I don't know. I, I didn't mean, know it was this long. Honestly, I didn't know it was this long. It's been like 23 years. I had no idea. It has not been 23 years. Yeah, the first one came out in 1996. Oh. oh, since the first one. Yes. Yes, it has been that long. I thought you meant since the last book has come out. Oh, no, 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 no. From the beginning. But that's been a long time, too. You know, that, that came out... Um, I want to say like eight years ago or but something But I, like I would say I, I was trying to give people hope. I was like, you know, the Dark Tower took 22 years to finish. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no, a possibility. No, he started writing these in like 1994 or something like that. It was crazy. What? Um, Game of Thrones. Yeah, 96. I looked 96, it up. 96. There you go. So it's been 23 years. I'm like, well, he's got one year over the Dark Tower. I mean, there's still a possibility. <laughs> still a possibility. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's weird because... Because um, I, I don't know if someone was joking if they see it. That he did a cookbook, like he's I- done a bunch of stupid shit. He he did a, I think he did like um part of like a Rick and Morty episode or something. That no no that well, was because he was a screenwriter. I think he did like Beauty and the Beast, like the eighties version <sighs> with Ron to, Perlman. You he know? just needs to stop. Yeah, so the last book, Dance of Dragons, was in two thousand eleven. Was when it was released. Mm-hmm. So that it, was five. That that was uh, yeah number five. So six and seven. Six and seven. The winds of winter and a dream of spring. That he's already named them. Yeah. Oh, then he has to write them. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. So recently he's done a couple interviews where he's he says that he's actually gotten um, I forget how he worded it, but he's actually gotten some help focusing on writing and focus and, and organizing his thoughts into these last books. So it makes me hopeful. I don't know. You know, it might be one of those things where, you know, and he's not getting any younger. 
You know what I mean? It might be one of those things where he dies before the final book is written. Which, um, after reading The Wheel of Time, would not be the end of the world. Because there are other authors out there who I'm sure could make it happen and do a good job. Because um, that's what happened with Wheel of Time. Robert Jordan died and Brandon Sanderson finished it. I would love if Brandon Sanderson finished Game of Thrones. <laughs> he he just gets like a new alter ego as the finisher. And he just comes in and finishes books. But yeah, he's 70 years old now. I mean... Best case scenario, you know, he he lives, I mean, I guess he could live to like he could be 90, 90, 95 or something like that, which is, that's, you know, let's hope, let George R. R. Martin, I hope he's with us a lot longer, but, you know, if we're following the amount of time it took him to write this last book, I don't know if we have enough time, you know, if it's 17 years, 18 years, I mean, that's, that's a long time, man, it's, he'd be like 88. Um, but yes, so, so first book came out in 96, second book came out in 98. Nice. Okay. Third book, 2000. All right. You got it. Fourth book, 2005. Okay. Took a little longer. This, this, <laughs> you know, it's not that bad. And then, uh, 2011, that was six years. And now it's like, oh God, eight years, nine years, 10 years, <laughs> you know, who knows? I don't know. I like a lot of people getting instead. I was like, well, you know, I, I'm not a writer. I, I, I don't know the the process, you know, so I, I don't I, mean, I don't presume I'm not going to be. Well, the reason why I really hope he does is that there's so much more that happens in the books than happens in the show. For sure. And then things are happening differently in the show, too. Characters are kind of combined and, you know, where certain characters do this and that. But, you know, um, there's a lot of backstory and stuff that is definitely flushed out a lot more. So if he does finish the books, we may get all those answers that we're looking for. You know what I mean? We may we may get another taste of the faceless men. We may get, you know, Howlin' Reed coming in at the end to help save the day kind of thing. And maybe he's the one who kind of, um, you know, maybe he's one of the ones who, who tells John who, who he is, who his true, you know, father was and this and that, you know? It would be cool to see some of that stuff flushed out in a book that you can you know, if you write a thousand page book, you can take your time and develop some of the stuff. And hopefully Daenerys's character is has a, a better transition, transition yeah. you know. So I hope he does. I don't I don't know a hundred percent if he will or not. I think we'll get the next one. I don't know if we'll get the last one. But again, like I would just say, um you know I don't know the writing process. I don't know yeah. how long it takes to come up with ideas. I don't apparently, know how long to apparently flesh things a decade. Out. I don't know, you know. I don't know how writers work, so I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm trying to hold judgment on that. It'd be cool if we get them finished, because I would yeah. love to read them. I've only read the first one, because uh, I don't like, you know. It's kind of like the Dark Tower. I didn't start reading. I didn't know about them until they had already been completed. Had I had someone told me, I, I waited on the last book of the Dark Tower. That was that was when I got into it. There was like, there was one left. And I started reading it, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And then by the time I got to that point, it was out already. Yeah, so it was awesome. I think the only series I read that wasn't already completed was like Harry Potter. Other yeah, than that, Harry Potter. Like, I did. Every I've always time. read when they were completed. So I don't know. I don't want to be judgy on the guy. You know, um, I will say I'm very grateful for what he's created. Yeah, the great stories. Uh, I think they're awesome. Um, 
people turning their backs at the end, like saying that's not what the character would do. All I would say is like it's not your character. It's not your as much as what you feel someone would have done. It's not your character. Now, and I say that sounding like a hypocrite, but <laughs> yeah, like I do that with like the Marvel movies because I have reference of the comic books. Like so, when I said like I don't think Captain America would have done that in the End Game, just because I'm re- I'm referencing because the comics. Because it's literally been like 70, 80 years of Captain America backstory, right? To now, pull from now, this I would say like, well, that's not your character. You don't own it. And to the people who are getting hate, it's like, dude, if you don't like it, write your own story. You know, yeah. you have the freedom to write your own story. Yeah, right. You know, maybe we'll have a Game of Thrones expanded universe. You know what I mean? That's what happened is like with Star Wars. Everyone wanted more Star Wars. And so for a long time until like, you know, the prequels came out. And now Disney just wants Star Wars every fucking six months. Um, it was expanded universe novels. So people would go out there. They'd write a cool story. George Lucas would like, yeah. That actually sounds good. Put his stamp of approval, and now it's canon, you know? So, like, do that with Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know, let's let's see what happens to Serio. Maybe he doesn't come back into the main story, but maybe he did survive. There's, and maybe he goes on his own adventures. There's definitely enough great characters in houses that you can do that oh, with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right in a new Mormont. Those guys were fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lady Mormont would be fucking awesome. Write a story about Jorah after he gets, you know, after he gets exiled and his years living with the Dothraki and learning yeah. their ways and stuff like that, you know? I would read the shit out of that, you know? It'd be a great thing. So I'm hopeful for this last episode. I hope everyone goes into it with an open mind. And, like, I think I think if you just go in and watch it and just accept it as Game of Thrones, I think it'll be a, a fulfilling ending. I hope. No, I... I- I I know we talked about the things we like. I don't think any movie or show is perfect. I think everything can be improved. Except Top Gun. Top Gun was perfect. I, I wouldn't know. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> You're the worst. I, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> you are the worst. I love Tom Cruise. <laughs> I don't know why I've never gotten around to it. <laughs> I hate you. I'll watch it. I will lend you the Blu-ray. Don't leave my house without it. Okay, I'll watch it. I guess it's so good. It. Um, now I've built it up too much. You're going to go into it. You're going to be like, what was the big deal about no, Top Gun? I love 80s movies. Oh 80s horror in particular, man. I very soft spot for 80s movies, so I'm yeah. sure I'll love it. Now I hate you. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think, you know, it's it's it, there's not going to be a perfect ending. There, It just isn't. No. I mean, you the, can't have the ending to Harry Potter wasn't perfect. You know what I mean? And people love the shit out of that one. The ending to Twilight was garbage, at least from what I've read about it. I've never actually I've never read, read the books. I never watched the movie. Yeah. I watched the first movie and a bit of the second one, I think. Yeah? What would you think? I'm curious. They were terrible. Okay. They were pieces of hot garbage. There you go. Um, now, as soon as I heard, like, vampires out and open in the sun and they shine. And they I'm sparkle. Like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not reading that garbage. Yeah. There's a... I have many qualms with the Twilight series, but um, just the weird love triangle and like the wolf guy is in love with the baby, the newborn baby who was just born. He wants to fuck. I don't get it. Anyway, um, this isn't about Twilight, but there's no perfect (laughs) ending. I think that, you know, let's go into it. Let's see what they got to offer. And I'm sure it'll be tight. And, you know, a bunch of people are going to die, which is what Game of Thrones is all about. I don't know on this last one. I don't know. I guess no possibility if she went full Mad Every, Queen. Everyone's dead. Just <laughs> at, at the end. If she went full Mad Queen, yeah, I guess Maybe. there's a possibility. Maybe there's a time jump. What? What if there's a 10-year time jump? 
And it's just like she's sitting on the Iron Throne, just like burn them, burn them all. And fucking you know, John comes out of you. He's like, no, not this time. And he just fucking he's got the beard, and he's fucking older and wiser, and he fucking owns her. Remember in that that teaser trailer for this for the season, in the uh, underground crypts, you see Jon Snow's statue, and he's an older Jon Snow. Oh, remember, remember. All right, it's a good point. I forgot about that, didn't you? You fucking <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> All right. I think we've talked enough about one single episode of Game of Thrones, but it had to be said. We had to get in on that internet hype. Um, so we'll see what happens. And then and next episode, uh, if we're on schedule, we'll be, we'll just probably talk about just Game of Thrones next episode. So tune in next time. I'm sure there's going to be a lot to unpack. So. <laughs> so much and uh word on the street is we might get uh Seamus back on the show so that might be a fun one reunion tour yeah. we'll make sure to talk a lot of Star Wars <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly so what'd you think of the Han Solo movie <laughs> um but uh all right Christian well you know it's been a fun game you know fun eight years of Game of Thrones it really has been yeah it's been great that's that's weird. Like I'm uh, not gonna I'm not gonna turn my back on a couple episodes on all that stuff. I don't think that's fair or right. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I th- I think people are being a little too harsh on certain things. Um, I think with any movie, any TV show, you have to realize that there's more going on than just making the most accurate representation of the content that that you're trying to make. Right? Whether it's Spider Man. Luke Skywalker, Daenerys Targaryen. They can't just go out there and make the absolute perfect vision of what they want. There's no way of doing that because there's budgets. There's, you know, contracts. There's actors who don't want to be a character for 35 years like Robert Downey Jr. It You have to realize there's real world things that affect these. And I think that's what we're seeing with this a little bit. It should have been a little bit longer in my opinion. More episodes, more longer episodes, um, but you know, for what they're doing with the with the time they have, I think they're doing a fine job. So um, that's the last thing I'll say about that. But well, we'll have to check it out all next next week and uh, see how it all turns out. Maybe we're all fucking wrong. So who knows? <laughs> Which is there's a great possibility. <laughs> exactly. Um, but thank you guys for listening. I know we went a little longer on this one, um, but uh, thank you for listening on Spotify, Stitcher telling your friends we're on facebook twitter instagram doing it on the gram um tell everybody tell your moms tell tell your wives tell your children tell how did that one go <laughs> <laughs> tell your friends uh to listen to nerds with friends we do appreciate all the listens out there and we are trying to grow this podcast as much as we can this year that's why we've had all the cool guests you know satine phoenix uh, Anya, Anya Braddock. Um, well, we got some. Don't want to talk about too much, but some future ones. But we, we got, got some, some fun ones coming up. So uh, thank you guys for supporting us and listening to us. Thank you, Christian, for Love coming in after work and waking me up because I was sleepy today. <laughs> <laughs> and to all the nerds out there, remember you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night.